Welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try to watch the entire Precure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today, we are watching episode 41 of Futariwa, We Won't Lose, Blow the Power of Darkness Away. Also known as Losing Isn't an Option. Yeah, I guess that fits. They're both about not losing. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. This episode was weird. I know I said that, but for the life of me, I could not remember why at this moment, five days later. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched the episode, too. Uh, the thing is that, like, this episode felt like it went super fast. Like, it felt like it didn't last as long as other episodes. Well, the fight ended pretty early compared to other episodes, but because that was they wanted to do some more exposition afterwards. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It's just there's just something about this episode that is just weird. But let's get into the episode and figure out what's so weird. Okay. So we start. It's lacrosse time. Yes, we start. In the lacrosse field, uh, you know, where they have their games. Mm-hmm. Where they get crispy with the rock. It's <laughs> literally the only lacrosse term that I remember. Uh, I don't remember anything else. My brain has conjured the word dough, but I don't know what context that word is used in. Dough? Dough. Like, huh. like it's used like, like something dough- I don't know. Maybe I'm just making that up. I think top cheddar was one of them. Yeah, so like top shelf, that's like hitting like the uh, top part of the net. What's going in? Yeah, it was like top shelf, also known as top cheddar, also known as top chat, also known as gouda, also known as (laughs) all this other stuff. A lot of cheese. Yeah. But uh, we get to be capped pretty early on. but Nagisa is thinking about last episode, uh, where th- that episode was where what's his face went into their dreams. Mm-hmm. Belze. I remembered his name because they said it a few times this episode. Yes, but she's very sure to know that Honoka is always by her side. Uh, mm-hmm. We know that this is the championship game, so it's a big game. Nagisa is going to do her best. Apparently, Ganbate Nagisa. <laughs> apparently, they are going against their uh per per per. Hmm, I don't know if I can say this word. You want to drop it in the chat, and I can say it. Yeah. That way, if we mispronounce any more words, I can be the one that gets yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, perennial rival. Perennial rival. Yeah. Yes, apparently we have been saying the word meeple long. It's supposed to be meeple. It's meeple. But- I know it's like, I'm not saying that to be dismissive. I want to be clear. Like, you are almost definitely correct. 
but also we're just gonna say meeple <laughs> yeah it's hard enough to differ differentiate when we say meeple and mipple i feel like going meeple and mipple is gonna be would be even harder yeah also they say meepo they do say meepo you know we we do our best here on pretty sure podcast engage yeah we do our scientific best yes the vice principal is talking about how like if they lose this game it'll be a disgrace all it takes is fighting spirit. And the principal's like, no, it also takes teamwork. Mm-hmm. And determination. Yes. And then a baby appears. Yes. Because Poland is in uh, Nagisa's bag, and he pops out and is like, good luck, Nagisa. And all the girls are like, hey, what? I- what is that? What's going on? So Nagisa has like wave over Honoka, uh, who like runs down and pretends to be voicing Poland like she has done before. Mm-hmm. The official voice of Poland. <laughs> the official voice of Poland, Honoka. Yeah, she does a pretty good job mimicking Poland. I guess. Yeah, I'd say so. But once we are done with that, we go to the Dizuku Zone. Well, the da- mm-hmm. where, I almost said the Darkness King. That's not his name. I guess it's- The Dark Dude. I mean, I guess he is the Darkness King, but- <laughs> uh, He is King of the Darkness. Uh, <laughs> he's talking about the power of creation and how it's almost as powerful as the power of annihilation. And the Darkness- Like, how the Darkness will destroy all, but he also says- Nothing can be created from darkness, which seems to come up later on in this episode, like that statement. So I I have a couple of questions because this scene, I could not pay attention to any of the words that he was saying for some reason. Yeah. Um, Like my brain just could not parse them. (laughs) Um, All I got out of it was the dark dude assumes the power is somewhere because the cures wouldn't ignore it. And I, I don't understand what that even means. Even though I'm the one who wrote it. <laughs> um, but also, if he said that nothing can be created of darkness, then where did those seeds come from? Uh, apparent- well, they do say that they, uh, they're the reincarnation of the Jakku King. But he's still there. <laughs> yes! Listen! <laughs> I don't know what to tell you! <laughs> They say that later on. They're like, yeah, well, the reincarnation, the Jakku King. We have nothing to be afraid of. Listen, you can be a reincarnation of someone who's still alive, right? I don't... Hold on. Let me Google the word reincarnation. Get the Merriam-Webster's dictionary definition. I'm sure it's fine. (laughs) Okay. Alright, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be dead. The the dictionary definition, according to Merriam-Webster, is Rebirth in new bodies or forms of life. Also, another separate definition is a fresh embodiment. Yeah, I would say that fits for what they are. They are new embodiments of the Jakku King. Yeah. Do we think that the previous darkness people were also reincarnations? Because I always figured they were just, like, made from him, but not Actually, I've, well, they had the gemeralds inside them, which means they could be created via the power of creation. That's true. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. 
Ah, yes. So, I think he says nothing we created from darkness, and yes, the container must be somewhere because they wouldn't just ignore the power of creation. And he says, as long as he cannot attain eternal life, none of them will find peace. Which is interesting. And uh, Belze is like, listen, you just gotta wait a little bit longer for us to get the power of creation. You know, we're working on it. Doing what we can. These two middle schoolers are so strong. And they have help from a baby. Even in their school uniforms. <laughs> uh, we cut back after this to the mansion. Where they talk about like how the tall guy, I've got his name. The tall man says they can't keep making the Jakku King wait for the stones. But Belze's like, we have something else to think about. And tall guy's like, what do you mean? What else is there to think about? And he's like, do you not feel the danger that is closing in on us? He doesn't say it like that. <laughs> and tall guy's like, danger? And that the danger is right in front of their eyes. He does not specify what this danger is. Just that. Yeah, it's just, it is danger. It exists. Yep. A nebulous danger is out there. Well, okay, at the end, right before we cut back to the uh, cost game, we do, I have written down uh, that he said, that first, the tall guy wants to see with his own eyes what the danger is. But also, Belze is like, once the darkness takes over, nothing can be created from that. The darkness is gnawing at dot, 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 and then never finishes the sentence. Mm-hmm. So it seems to be that the darkness that's destroying the Jakku King is also destroying them. And that's why they need the power of creation. Because the power of darkness cannot be used to create, I guess. Yes. It's it's too unstable. You know, it's a po- the power of creation is there to destroy. You know, it's not about creating, it's about destroying. <laughs> This is reminding me of something that I don't actually remember what it is. How, what is it? There's like some sort of piece of popular culture in which there's like an evil version of one of the main characters or something that is made. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? No. I'm thinking of Danny Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. That's not what I was expecting either. <laughs> what about Danny Phantom? Are you thinking about? I'm thinking of when Danny Fa- when in Danny Phantom Danny shows up. Oh yeah. Okay. You you can't see me, anyone, but I'm nodding my head. Uh, this is not official podcast. If it was, this would just be a video and not a podcast. We could do a video podcast. We could. I got a Twitch account. <laughs> I don't have a webcam, though. It'd just be my face. Yeah, it would be just your face. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that. Maybe I'll, like, set up a fake VTuber thing that I, like, a hard rig to only move its mouth and stuff when I press a button. I'll, basically, I'm saying I'll make a virtual puppet of myself. <laughs> All right, well, you're, we have some plans for uh, Max Hart. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, uh, we were wrong. There's not 48 episodes of Futari Wall. That's 49. 
Okay. Okay. There's one more episode than we had previously stated. I just don't want anyone to be like, why are you saying 48 when there's 49? And they'll be like, because I can't count. What do you want? <laughs> because 48 makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Ah. But back to the episode. So there's some tension going on with the dark trio. But that's not important. You know what is important? Lacrosse. The cross is the most important thing. Yes. So Akane's there helping them practice right before the game. Uh, they're like tossing the balls to each other. And one of the balls goes over to where the other team is. And these girls are just really mean. They try to just like directly bean Nagisa right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it's real aggressive. Uh, I have no idea why they're so mean. Like, listen... Maybe you lost before, but you don't have to, like, try and, like, hit someone in the head. Well, they didn't lose before because they made it to the championship. That's true. Well, they are the uh, rivals, so I think maybe they've lost in the past. Because I feel like you could still lose a game but still make it to the championship. I mean, I guess it depends on the the way it's set up. If it's a single elimination tournament, then no. But if it's, like, a round robin or, like, a... Just like a playoffs situation. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Hold on a sec. Okay. I don't know if I'm right about this. Is this the same team they fought the first time we watched a lacrosse game? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm just making sure. Or maybe I'm confusing the one that you mean with the one that was happened last chronologically. No, I'm thinking about... The most recent one. I'm thinking about the first one, like with Geki Drago. Oh. Yeah, I have no idea. That basically lacrosse basically didn't even happen in that episode. Yeah, I just, I feel like I looked at the uniform and I feel like I've seen those, like, letters before. But the, I don't know. It's It's been so long since we watched that episode. I could not tell you anything. <laughs> just that <laughs> De- Geki Drago was in that episode and the vice principal got real big. Uh, those, yes. those are the two things I remember. <laughs> Because they do say they've gotten stronger than before, and we couldn't have asked for a better opponent. So, they've gone against these people before sometime in the past, but it's hard to say when. They got some beef. Local beef. (laughs) Freshly grown in the lacrosse field. Not imported. Not imported. (laughs) But it's time for the game to begin. Uh, we see that Nagisa's family is there, and they're cheering for her. Yes, I'm getting flashbacks to going to sibling sports games. Yes, I remember doing the same. Uh, except for the sports games I would go to was just soccer. So, so it'd be like late at night and cold. Is that a popular experience for soccer? I mean, I guess if you... I mean, this wasn't, like, a school sport. It was, like, a rec. It was, like, a... So, like, there was, like, sports teams for, like, schools. But, like, there was also, like, the like, the town sports teams. I don't think I remember ever seeing a soccer game get played at night in my local rec stuff. Huh. Or it, it might have been... I think my sister might have been on the soccer team for her high school. It's It's been a while, y'all. <laughs> But I, no, okay, so I was wrong. Okay, I'm thinking about it now. It was for high school, 
But it was like around like six or seven. And if you live up north, I mean, I don't know how dark it gets for you down in Florida if it still gets dark around that time. Yeah, sometimes. So, so like, for like my experience, like during the fall, like for high school games, like it'd be like six or seven at night. And we'd play to like nine o'clock, so it would get really dark. And this is fall, so it's cold. Because it's cold up here. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Uh, none of this is important. <laughs> What was your experience like? Um, I had an aunt that was very loud. Um, she she was the loud one on on the bleachers, <laughs> like Nagisa's dad. It always has to be that loud one. Uh huh. But as the game starts, we we kind of like hear people's thoughts. Like, uh, this is the last game for the seniors, so they want to do their hardest to win. Uh, we see for Shio once. Uh, it gets past the Shio. We have like flashbacks to the Shio episode where she got really sad and was gonna quit. Was going to quit lacrosse. Yes. Uh, and we get to see that she is overcoming all that self doubts, and then we see Nagisa make a goal. Mm-hmm. But then Nagisa, shortly afterwards, oh, go ahead if you want to do a thing. No, you can go ahead. All right. Um. Well, I was just gonna skip to. To when the dark voice shows up. Yeah, I was just gonna say that uh, everyone's cheering for her. Mm-hmm. You can go on. Uh, yes, Nagisa receives a voice from darkness and just sort of stops running. Yeah. And looks around. And, okay, so this is the thing that I can't understand. I can't tell if this is just, like, animation stuff that's going on, or if everything froze, or what. Because no one in the crowd is moving. Except for Honoka, who also, like, notices what's happening. Yeah. But, like, they don't comment on no one else moving. And in a second, everybody's still going to be moving. It's weird. But also, Gust of Wind goes through and Nagisa is taken and then Honoka is taken. Yeah. I think maybe they get stopped or... There's, like... It's, like, this really weird thing where, like... The uh, tall guy starts talking to Nagisa, like, how can you be distracted by this game? Blah, blah, blah. And he, like, kidnaps her and brings her somewhere else. I feel like maybe there's just, like, this weird distortion as he's, like, taking them and, like, tricking everyone to think that they're still there. Yes, because that, that is a thing that is happening. Everybody thinks Nagisa is still on the field playing. Yes, they someone passes to one of the other teammates because they think it's Nagisa. And then like, oh, it's fine, Nagisa. And I hate it. I hate things like that so much. They freak me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really, like, I was worried it was going to go further. Like, I don't There's just something about, like, having people's minds mess with in a way where, like, they're... Like, it, it's hard to describe. I just don't like when people are like, oh, this person is still around despite all this stuff, like, has happened. I, yeah. It's hard for me to describe. It's just a weird thing I, I do not like. Yeah, no, I get it. It's exactly, like, part of the reasoning behind why when we were trying to figure out a movie, I decided let's not watch The Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that does happen, and Honoka notices that no one else notices Nice has gone, and then she... Is also taken because you know he needs both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they uh, reunite and look down, they see that they're on top of a building in the field. It's very far away. Yeah, 
but not so far away that they can't see it. Yes. Like, it is nearby and you can still hear what's going on down there. Yeah. Uh, the tall guy's like, hey, listen, I made it easier for us to fight. Everyone thinks you're still down there, so we can just have our fight up here on top of this building. How considerate. Renag says, like, hey, it's really rude that you took me from this game. It's really important. Like, it's our championship. And he's like, listen, I don't have time to play games with y'all. <laughs> no, we're not asking you to play on the field. Nagi says the one that needs to be down there. <laughs> Could you imagine an episode where one of them do does the same thing as uh, what Poison he did and pretends to be one of the lacrosse players? <laughs> no, didn't... No, one of them did do that, didn't she? I'm. Pr- I feel like Sad Lady did something similar to that. I my memory is just so bad. I'm sorry, everyone listening. If you're yelling, being like, "Yeah, that happened," Charlie, how could you not remember? I, I don't remember a lot. <laughs> There's been 41 episodes of this show over the course of a year and a half. Yes, it's it's. We've been talking about this show for a long time. There's so much. We also talked about Ben Ten. So like. And also Kathy. Yes, and also Kathy. And Yu-Gi-Oh! for a bit, just for one episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, our podcast is... Some- it's bonkers, <laughs> but not the television show bonkers. <laughs> uh, so, he starts approaching them and being like, why are you hesitating? Oh no, he, he's not asking why they're hesitating. He's talking to Belze. Like, Belze's not there. But he's like, Belze, why are you hesitating? Is it, what is it you're afraid of? Is it these two? Like, he's trying to figure out, like, what is up with this man who apparently just didn't give him a straight answer. Who needs to be straightforward when you can be cryptic? Uh, so he starts walking, yeah. walking towards them, saying he's gonna, like, see for himself what Belze is so afraid of. And it's the transformation time. Uh, but yeah, before, before, they can do that. Honika has to put Poland down and Poland just scampers away. Yes. He's like running over to like the side, like as the wind's like knocking into him. It's very cute. <laughs> I'm really glad they have added this baby into the show. Yeah. To think we didn't like him at the start. He had like a rough first episode is the thing. Yeah, that's true. But we have come to love him. It's the baby. Gotta love him. <laughs> Gotta love him. Uh, yes, we we see a moment where everyone thinks that Agatha is still down there as uh, the game is continuing. As the two of them start fighting the uh, tall dude. And he's still, like, talking about, like, what are you afraid of? Like, he's just really, like, aggressively like, what is it about these two? Like, it seems less like he's, like, interested in, like, talking to them, but, like, more, he just wants to fight him to see, figure out, like, what's Belze's whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he goes to do a big punch, but... Darkness starts coming off of him? Yes, he falls into darkness. <laughs> yeah, it looks really painful. Yeah, he is definitely screaming in pain and, like... Trying to, like, barely stand up, being able to stand up. It's, like, a whole lot going on there. He asks if they're responsible for this. My dude, their powers is not darkness. 
Look, he doesn't know whether or not... Maybe they have a power that uses the power of light to expunge darkness. Which they do. It's the rainbow therapy, but they don't use it. They do not. I wonder, do you think rainbow therapy would work on these evil people? Sorry, is rainbow therapy the thing from Pretty Cure, or is it the thing from Sailor Moon? You know what? Uh, Good question. (laughs) Because I know Pretty Cure has a version of it that they only used once. No, they. I think you use it at least a few times. It like came back no, randomly. No, they haven't. No, okay. No, I remember it came back at one point. Like they used it after like a series, after like a couple episodes of not using it. And I'm like, really? Now they use it? Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> yes, rainbow therapy is the pretty cure one. Yeah. Um, it doesn't list when it's used. <laughs> this is unhelpful. Well, I'm pretty sure it's used at least a few times. Like, they used it on the bear? No. Yes, they used it on the bear. Yes, but... And that's it. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they used it on something else. I... I listen, I, I know I talk about how my memory is bad, and I don't remember things from the show... But I, I swear to God, I remember writing a note saying, really, they use very rainbow therapy now after all this time of not using it? Like, I remember being surprised that happened. Uh, but there's no way to, like, check without watching the previous episodes. Uh, yes, but <laughs> the dark, uh, the dark dude, not that dark dude, the tall man, dark dude, uh, explodes into darkness. Uh, and it starts, the wave of darkness starts rushing towards them. And it's fit bit time. Uh, sorry, I- I'm trying to find any answer, and currently the best answer I've gotten here is from TV Tropes, saying the earlier episodes have two demonstrate have the two demonstrating abilities like producing a barrier and the rainbow therapy that they never use again in later episodes. <laughs> yeah, listen, I I swear it's at least a couple of times, but I I don't. Remember when outside of the bear episode, they because they didn't use it for the vice principal, right? Because that was also one where nope, it yeah. did. Yeah, they didn't use it then. Where where did they? Hmm. We can't. <laughs> you can keep going. All right. Uh. So yes, the darkness wave starts uh washing at them, and they get the Fitbits, and they use the uh their new move, but. Uh, this doesn't seem to be working as they, like, attack the darkness. It still seems to be, like, pushing them forward. And, like, Poland tries to put even more light into this move. But this darkness wave, like, the rainbow storm is just, it's not working. And eventually, Poland just, like, he stops glowing. Like, the phone, like, closes because he's just used too much power. Okay, you you uh you you're right. They did use it a second time. They used it on the island shrines. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Of course, they gotta purify the uh fighting warriors, samurais. That makes sense. But it's it's really not used that much. It's there and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. So as the darkness washes towards them, like it starts like destroying things in like the top part of this building. The uh, Poland phone opens up, and this light comes up out of it, and it goes into the 
big darkness wave. Uh, and we cut to Wisdom, and he says, uh, send it- Oh, sorry, hold on. I must have missed it, but did we say the part where Poland gets tired, which cancels the rainbow storm? We did. Okay. Yes. This poor baby, he put all he could. He's all tuckered out. Yeah. He had to do all that scampering. <laughs> uh, yes, Grissom makes a comment about the power of the stones. Like, this is, like, the actual stones, like, coming out to uh, stop this darkness. Mm-hmm. So this orb starts glowing, and it seems to, like, push the darkness back into the tall man, or, like, disperse it. And uh, he starts fainting from this. And the lady's there to grab onto him to take off. We also see that the Doctor Man is also there. And apparently this is how they know that Poland is the one with the stones. Because they comment on this later. I'm looking at my notes and <laughs> one of my notes just says Popo, 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 Popo. <laughs> Why? That's a mystery note for me. <laughs> I don't know what that could possibly mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you just gotta say Popo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> but still. Uh, why, the note above it says everyone is cheering for them. So I guess I was commenting on how uh, Poland is cheering by going Popo, 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 Popo. <laughs> that's my only explanation for this. Don't worry about it. Yes, so the evil people leave, and the fight is now over. Uh, they rush over to Poland, check on the baby, and he's tired. He's just really tired, but he's okay. Mm-hmm. And we go back to the game. It's overtime. Nagisa like runs back right as like the game ends. Uh, but it, they've gone into overtime because they are currently tied because uh. Yumiko, they're gonna, they're gonna kick this thing into overtime. Yo, DJ, turn it up. <laughs> uh, someone commented that her play got sloppy midway through. Jokes on you, a being of darkness tricked you. Could you imagine losing a sports game because some evil person was like, "I really need to fight this one specific player, so I'm gonna remove them from the game." <laughs> but you would have no idea. That'd be fucked up. Mm-hmm. What is it like being like a supporting character in one of these shows? It must be wild. Yeah. Sorry. Also, I'm getting distracted reading this TV tropes page. <laughs> I, I am on like a very specific. I am on the quote head scratchers part of the Futariwa pretty hero one. All right. Uh, and p- this one person is very like. Oh, why didn't they introduce a third cure earlier? Like. And why couldn't it have been Yuka, the girl who's good at everything? And that Nagisa thinks hates her? (laughs) That only shows up a total of four times? (laughs) (laughs) This person seems to ship them. Nagisa and, uh, Yuriko? And and Yuka. Yuka. It's not a bad ship, uh, but it does not compare to Nagisa and Honoka, who are in love. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good one still. Uh, I mean, there is a third cure next season, but I guess they want to st- yeah. start off with two. They, they, like, they mentioned. They were like, well, why, why couldn't they have done it in the first one? 
in the first season and have it be this character that I like. You know what? I'm sorry for you, mysterious <laughs> Chibi Tropes writer, that you didn't get what you wanted. <laughs> uh, and this other person is upset that Nagisa gets more screen time than Honoka. Yeah, she does get more screen time. It's weird that she gets, like, that she's kind of more of the main character than Honoka, but... Well, yeah, she's our, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In a piece of media, the the audience surrogate. That's the one. Yeah. I mean, in later Pretty Cures, the, uh, ma- the, uh, it makes more sense that we follow one person specifically over everyone else, because mm-hmm. usually that person's the one who gets, uh, the power first and is, like, the pink leader. But no, Honoka and I so I get the powers at the exact same time, and, like, they're both, like, it, it, I mean, I guess they're just sort of like, we have to follow one person more than the other. It's hard to say. The audience would relate more to Nagisa than Honoka, probably. Probably. I know I relate to Nagisa a lot over Honoka, but I enjoy them both. They're both very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you like to hear a, like, a few more of these questions that are on here? Yes. Um, one, hey, does the queen have a name? They couldn't find a name, and they were just like, is anyone cited anywhere? Mm-hmm. But But no. I think so, no. Uh, someone's like, hey, why does a lo- why do the lacrosse uniforms have skirts? Hmm. I mean, some girls' sports uniforms have skirts, but I guess it's a weird thing for lacrosse. I don't know enough about lacrosse. Yeah. Um, this next one's a spoiler for Max Heart, but, uh, why is rainbow therapy never used in Max Heart? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> it's not used much. They were really, like, hoping it would come back, but... I wonder if that means if Marble Screw and uh, Rainbow Storm are used, or if they get a new move. I mean, with the third Pretty Cure, I assume they would get a new move. But I haven't seen Max Heart. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. I just assumed that they would get a new move with, with her added in, because their previous moves are very the two of them centric. So I don't know how you would add a third to that. Okay, do you know enough about TV tropes to be able to tell me what this one section is? Uh, it's got like a picture of a Bigfoot and it says WMG. No. Oh, okay. I mean, I use TV tropes a bunch, but I don't know what that would be. I mean, based on the content, I'm assuming it's people's like, like head cannons or stuff that they're like, hey, check out this, uh, this thing. That could be maybe true, and the the little tiny bit of proof that I have, <laughs> such as Cure Black is a common writer disguised as a magical girl because uh, the voice actress for Cure Black had a recurring role in Common Writer Black. Oh, huh, that's interesting. And also, Nagisa and Honoka become heterosexual life partners after the end of Max Heart. <laughs> Wrong. They become girlfriends and then wives. Mm-hmm. There's a wedding ornament of them or figures. I guess you could put them on a cake. What if we buy them to put on our wedding cake? Could. <laughs> we could. No one could stop us. I feel like the people in our lives would be like, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, 
someone else on this page is talking about what how they think that uh grandma cure is real yes yes grandma cure is real we have to finish talking about this episode before you get too deep yeah okay keep going oh yes so it's overtime and uh just at the end of it Nysa manages to shoot a goal, and they are the winners of the championships. Everyone's cheering, they're really excited that they have won. But, we go back to the mansion, and the tall guy is like, Hey, what happened to my body? Is this the danger that you mentioned? And, uh, the, uh, evil doctor man is like, Yes, this is what's torturing the Jakku King. The power of annihilation it took over his body... Like, it was, like, the power of is, like, inside, and that's what's destroying him. And I guess that's why he needs the power of creation to, like, combat the power of annihilation. It's, like, destroying them all. Uh, Because since the the reincarnation of the Jakku King, they also have this problem with the darkness, like, devouring them. And they hear the birds say, the power of the stone, the power of the stone. And they realize that the light that they saw are the prism stones. And they realize now... That is inside Poland. And Wisdom is very upset. And I have a note that says, also, the tall guy is too sweaty. <laughs> because, uh, when he gets back to the mansion, he's just sweating so much. I hate it. Yeah. My question is, I guess, like, I guess Belze saw that Poland was the source? I guess. I guess. I guess. Like, it's. That seems questionable. Yeah, I know. It just, it doesn't feel like they would be able to put it together, like, where this power came from. But I guess they're like, they must have seen it come from Poland. But it, you know, it is what it It is. It was that baby. I seen it. (laughs) Listen, we got like seven episodes left. They got to figure it out eventually. Uh, But next episode, the pretty cures get separated. They have taken Honoka. And Agza must fight. To get to her. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Okay, I, I have another one of these things to read, and I want to know if you can make any sense of it. Alright, I'm ready. Uh, because it does involve future Pretty Cure. Alright. Okay, Futariwa Pretty Cure is indirectly based on events in the past of Futariwa Pretty Cure Splash Star. Huh. So they're saying that the events of Futariwa take place in the past for Splash Star. No. No? They're saying that Futariwa Pretty Cure, the show, is based on the events of the pre- <laughs> that precede Splash Star. Huh. Let me read the rest of this and see if you can piece it together. Okay. We know from Saki's English quiz that some TV show called Pretty Cure exists in the Splash Star universe. According to an early episode, there's been at least one pretty cure in the Splash Star universe prior to Saki and Mai. It's not unreasonable that the two might be connected. In the distant past, Darkfall made an attempt to capture the Seven Fountains, a pair of women named Nagisa and Honoka, aided by the spirits Meeple and Mipple. Fought them off in one, but didn't quite manage to wipe out the bad guys. Their story was known in part by normal people, and through repetition, it lost details, um, such as things being produced from different things depending on who creates them. 
Yeah. And some things got mixed up. Fast forward to the modern day, where some Toei exec decides that a modernized version of the old Pretty Cure myth would make a great anime. <laughs> Nagisa and Honoko were recast as schoolgirls with the added complete opposites angle, and new names were made up for everything else whose real name was forgotten. Since both the legend and the TV show are well known, Flappy assumes Saki and Mai will instantly understand how this pretty cure thing works, and that's why he's so uninformative about it at first and irritated when they need things explained. Huh. Alright, I'm a bit confused about whether this person's trying to say that the actual Futariwa, like, the anime we're watching currently was inspired by something happening in Splash Star. Or the show in Splash Art is based off. And it's like So I think what they're saying is that the show in Splash Star is this show okay. and that this show is based off of a thing that happens in the series. Okay. I mean, I guess I know Splash Star technically was meant to be like a continuation and that's why at least as far as I'm aware, I could be wrong about this, but this is what I've heard. That Splash Art was kind of meant to be another season, but they changed their mind, and that's why the two characters look a lot like Nagisa and Honoka. So... That would make sense. I guess it wouldn't be too far to say this could be the truth. Uh, that's a but they show up in crossovers together, right? They, they do. They do. They do show up in crossovers together. So, I don't know. The Pretty Cure universe is weird, like the crossovers with each other, and like the way that they technically can exist. Like, it's weird... And I, I don't think I could really describe, like, because I haven't seen any of the All-Star movies, so I've never seen any of the crossovers. Sorry, now I'm confused about this, uh, this side qu- minor note here. Hold on. No, this is someone talking about their fanfic now. <laughs> are, you, are you ready to hear this quote about the fanfic? Yes, I'm ready. Hit me. The fanfic version, Futari wa Hardy Pure, <laughs> is confirmed to be based on such a legend, only this time with the two women being renamed Nadeshi and Hanako, like in the series, in an early episode of Pretty Cure Heavy Metal, <laughs> which doing a Google, because I was curious what that is, is uh, someone's fake Pretty Cure series. Ah. Um, and they have just the episodes written out. Oh. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Damn. Huh. I, I will say, I feel like the Pretty Cure universe, like, they all t- exist in the same universe, but they're also all separate until they cross over. Do you think it's like a, like a Arrowverse, different Earths situation? Yeah, you know, that feels the most right to me is definitely like an Arrowverse where, like, because, like, there's, like, sometimes there can be, like, references to past seasons. And they also, I, I, I need to watch an R-Star movie, I guess is what I need to, to say about this. I need to watch and see what happens during the crossovers. So I guess I'm watching an R-Star movie it's at some point. Well, yeah, we're going to at some point. I mean, yes, but I'm going to watch one as well. Uh, yeah. A different one. <laughs> Okay. Uh, a later one to see how that uh connects, like how all the different ones connect uh, at that point. But before we get too deep into our uh, pretty cure theories about whether they all exist in the same universe or different multiverses or not, uh, we should probably end the show. <laughs> Unless you want to hear us talk more about this, then, I don't know, hit us up. 
Well, according to according to this <laughs> fake fan wiki, there are forty five pretty cured dimensions. <laughs> Including Dimension 43, that features characters featured in the crossover Fate Pretty Cure vs. Count Dracula. What? <laughs> what? They fight Dracula? Is that a real thing? It's someone's fanfic. Okay, it's someone's fanfic, okay. Just be sure. I can't click on it to find out more because the page doesn't exist. Oh no! <laughs> uh, but the, but a brief summary is it's a world in which the cures have to deal with Count Vlad Dracula after several of their <laughs> cures have or been bitten. Uh, I, I mean, I wish that was true, like... <gasps> yes? Sorry, no, I got, like, sidetracked. <laughs> a couple of words stuck out to me. Um, Go on. Sorry, I looked up slightly and I saw the words Robert Rodriguez's Spy Kids quadrilogy. (laughs) (sighs) Are you ready to end the episode? Um, I mean, hold on. Let me see if there's any other good stuff on this page. Okay. I will wait. Uh... (laughs) Wait, okay. Dimension 23, featuring characters featured in Pretty Cure, Ikioi Agents, and Hollywood Cures. Notes, zombies don't exist at all, but the sword and sorcery film genre has roots in reality. I don't know what this means. <laughs> I don't know what it means either. Huh. Um, let's see. There's Dimension 19, labeled as Pretty Cure All-Stars. The cures in this dimension never age. Oh. Huh. This is so wild. Dimension 15, a place where cures have evolved into near-perfect beings. Near-perfect. <laughs> the dimensional evolution cures being semi-retired. This is amazing. I definitely need to look at this more once we are done recording. Because I feel like I'm going to get too deep. I would be getting way deeper in it if there were any other things I could click to to get to from this page. That's fair. Dimension 3 is the evil one. <laughs> It's the one where the cures are bad guys and the bad guys are cures. Oh. Or whatever. I like those kind of dimensions. They're interesting. I can't picture any of the bad guys from Futariwa as funny cures. Except for- We've already done that once. I mean, yes. I mean, we have Curia. We have Cure Curia, but no one else has been curified. I especially cannot imagine the three new uh, bad guys as pretty cures, and I don't want to. (laughs) Except for maybe the sad lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Evil Pritikers is good. And something we'll be seeing later on in the series. I will say no more. Hmm. What a mystery. Yeah, I know. What could it be? It could be anything. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So if you want to find us on Twitter to tell... Tell us about your pretty cure theories, or want to hear more about ours, or this amazing fan series that has wild words. Worlds, not words. Uh, you can find us at Prepod Engaged on Twitter. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, you can find me at Magical underscore Pride. I do things. I'm doing Ficktober currently. And I'm not doing so well because I'm behind, but I'm going to do my best to catch up again and make it through the entire month. So send me your encouragement. Or not. I don't, I I can't control you. 
<laughs> if you want to hear even more of my voice, you can go listen to Otherware at Otherware Pod, where I play Phantom the Nomad. It's a mask actual play podcast. We just had a new episode at the end of last month, and not end of last. Well, yes, we released last Wednesday of each month, and we have side stories that also released during the month. So go listen to that. It's very good. And if you can't, just you need even more of my voice. You can go listen to Apex City Hindsight, where the Bronze Age has started. Uh, uh the first Bronze Age uh, released at the end of last month, and the second will be releasing at the end of this month on Halloween. Ooh, and if you think that's still not enough of me, <laughs> you can go listen to Tabletop Roulette, which has. The three parts for Rememorex, which I was on. And that's all. Take it away, Cassidy. If you can believe it, 4Kids Entertainment originally got the rights to the show once upon a time, but after a couple of years of unsuccessfully trying to get a TV deal, they let it expire. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Also, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at MadelBotnist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-C. Uh... I also do other podcasts such as Kids and Their Dog, which you can find over at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. It's a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. I also do RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast, which you can find over at RNGGcast on Twitter. I also guest it on other shows such as Apex City, which is a mass actual play over at Apex City Pod. I also guest it on Losers Like Me, which is a Glee podcast. It's at Loser Like Me Pod. Um, did I say Apex City Cast or Pod? Because it's supposed to be at Apex City Cast. I think you said Cast, but I don't remember. Uh, I also also guessed it on uh, Home for Wayward OCs, which is over at Wayward OC Pod on Twitter. And that's it. That's it. That is all the podcast for now. So for now, yes, for now. Who, who I will guess for now for me. For some of us in this call, there will be more. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time we need your help Meepo Meepo <laughs> I, I said Meepo and not Popo that time and that's weird I